morning, everyone. I'm so glad you're here today as we really wrap up our series called Spring Cleaning, which has all been about really organizing and tidying up and giving some attention to these different areas of our lives so that we might live like better, deeper, and more whole lives. So we've looked at our finances, we've looked at our relationships, we've looked at our spirituality, and then last week and this week, we've been taking a look like at our mental health and our mental lives. And so today, we actually have a very special guest speaker to be sharing here today. Uh, the guest speaker is Laura Humphreys, who's on staff here, and I'm really excited for Laura to be able to share with you today. If you don't know who Laura is, she's in charge of all of our support and recovery programs that happen here at Bethany, and we have a lot that goes on actually in that area. And so you might be familiar with her because she's done announcements. She's actually led services here before. She shared her testimony here before. But you want to know what she hasn't ever done before? She hasn't preached ever before today. And so today is kind of a big day for her. And there might be some nerves with all of that. But I want to let you know that I sat through the first service and I heard what she shared before. And I can just tell you this. It is needed and is necessary for each and every one of us. Laura's going to talk about how when our core longings don't get met by Jesus, things go astray. And she's going to share about how even in challenging and difficult spaces, we can find Jesus speaking to us. Does anyone want to say amen that you want to hear the words of Jesus to you, right? And so that's what she's going to be sharing on. Because this is, this is just true. Sometimes life has a habit of taking us to difficult places, even if we don't want to go there, right? You might have experienced that. Maybe this week has been good for you, but also maybe it's been challenging. I know for us here at Bethany, this week has been challenging. So wherever you are at here today, what I want to invite you to do is to really just open yourself to hearing not just from Laura, that's not really it, but to be hearing God speak in and through her as she leads us to understand how our longings can be met by Jesus and also how we can hear the words of Jesus. So can you give her a huge round of applause as she comes forward here to share and to speak for the first time here today? And my only rule, as many of you know, my only rule for when we have a guest speaker or someone not me, is that you all have to do something, okay? You all need to smile, amen, okay? Because sometimes it can be a little bit nervous, even though you are all lovely, for her to be kind of sharing with all of you here today. So Laura, I'm just excited to be able to hear you again. Thanks. This is really close to, this, to the ledge there. <laughs> Walk right. If I start walking around, I'm going to walk right off the ledge. So in the first service, I just pretended like I was just talking to my family. So I'm going to do that again, and you're all my great big family. So as Andrew said, my name is Laura Humphreys, and I am a grateful believer in Jesus, and I struggle with food addiction, anxiety. I am the child with a parent with a disability, and I have recovery in PTSD. Hi, Laura. Thanks. I was really hoping for a loud hi, Laura, for um, so I share this each Thursday nights at Celebrate Recovery, where I am the ministry leader, sharing that I love Jesus first, but I come with a lot of struggles and baggage and hurt, and doing this is very freeing for me. I believe Jesus, I believe that first we are followers of Jesus and then our struggles. I believe sharing who we really are in a safe place is a great step to freedom. Our Celebrate Recovery community is an incredible place to share your life struggles. I have been part of CR now for almost five years. I actually can't believe that. And I have had such healing and growth through this ministry from my own mental health journey. I can honestly stand before you a changed woman, a better wife and mother. If you have never been out, here is my invitation. Or, if it's been a while, I invite you to come back and join us on Thursday. 
So as Andrew has shared, and as many of you have guessed, I am, have been asked to preach on mental health. So I have absolutely loved the spring cleaning series, learning practical ways to live our lives better. If you tuned in last week, you heard Joanna share her mental health testimony. Last week was so courageous, and I resonated so deeply with her. Today, I'm going to share specifically how we can clean the cobwebs out of our attic using this analogy that our brain could use a good purge. So I had the opportunity to purge my closets uh, a few weeks ago that I have literally not done in 10 or 15 years. So as you can imagine, that process was exhausting. I really thought some of those fashions I wore 15 years ago were going to come back in style. They have not. Um, and I am now too old to wear them. So just like our closets, our brains could also use a good purge. Or more specifically, we can all use a good cleaning up of our thought patterns, getting rid of negative thoughts and distractions so we can focus our lives on Jesus and ultimately feel his healing. Because I am sure we can all agree that this world we live in can be rough and tough and full of negative distractions. Keeping our focus on the good of Jesus can be bogged down with our own life struggles. Hebrews 12, 1 through 2 says, Therefore, since we, surround by, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the faith, the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endures the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in a place of honor beside God's throne. To focus on Jesus and to keep our eyes on Jesus, we need to get rid of the things that are weighing us down, all the negative things that are bogging down our brains. So today, I want to share three ways that I have been learning and practicing to help keep me focused on Jesus. I'm going to share with you and with you and through some of my own testimony how I can use these practices to shape a more positive outlook. The first is I'm going to share with you about our core longings. The second is how do we practice gratitude? And the third is to practice listening and visualizing Jesus. I'm going to walk us through a formational prayer on how we can spend intentional times with God. First, I want to talk to you about our core longings. Terry Wardell shares that there are six core longings that as humans crave to be met. When these core longings aren't met, we are faced with anger and distraction away from Jesus, and this can push us further from experiencing gratitude and goodness in our world. The six core longings are love, safety, belonging, understanding, purpose, and significance. I'm going to expand on, these, on each of these as we move through and how they can impact us. When we think of our own lives, I am sure we can identify that negative distractions and also difficult to deal with people are at our every turn. Some of these folks we can ignore, like the angry lady at the grocery store, but some of them are our family, our friends, and yes, 
even our colleagues. I have often found myself in situations where I have been disappointed and angry, trying to wrap my brain exactly what is going on and what is making me long for something more. What is distracting me from my relationship with Jesus and causing harm to my own mental wellness? I'll share a personal example. In 2018, I was the first at a scene of a shooting downtown St. Catharines. In so many words, this type of trauma shook me to the core. I personally longed for safety and understanding. I needed my leadership to understand and to validate what I was going through and that it was important. I fell flat. My relationship with Jesus was weakened and I turned my back on the people I loved most. I was so hurt. I was looking for people to fill these voids. And without even knowing it, people started to become my idols. In Ezekiel 14.3, God says to the children of Israel, you have raised up idols in your hearts. This is also what I was doing, looking for others to be my savior. I was turning to people to make me happy and to fill the void in my own mental wellness. Even though I surrounded myself with people who loved me, I was so not satisfied. I will add my disclaimer here that spending time with Jesus is our ultimate priority. However, I also did intensive therapy. These techniques or recentering our outlook to Jesus is so important. But if you are struggling with a diagnosed mental illness or you are in a mental health crisis, we are going to leave that up to the professionals. Okay, back to cleaning out those cobwebs. I found myself longing for what humans couldn't give me. Looking at what God said in Ezekiel, but what is an idol of the heart? It's not a simple statue that we praise. An idol of the heart is anything else that we turn to other than God to fulfill our deepest core longings. For me, this was people. I was angry that people couldn't help me feel safe. And for others, this may be shopping, gambling, pornography, or substance abuse. Many of us during our stay-at-home order during COVID found ourselves consuming far too much alcohol, binge-watching television, or for my own vice, spending way too much time on social media. These distractions become our idols. Did they, they took away from my time with Jesus. In my own hurt in the shooting of 2018, my core longings were not being met, and I was deeply struggling. Dr. Terry Wardell explains these core longings best. He shares that each of us are embedded with the need to have six core longings met to be fully satisfied. They draw us closer to God. But what happens in our lives is we either try to satisfy these longings through performance or people-pleasing. And when we do, those things now become our idols. For me to fully embrace God's loving self, I need to have these met by Jesus. And through that, I can start to see the good in the world. 
I'm going to walk us through more deeply the six core longings. And as we do this, I want you to think of a relationship or an incident in your own life that you were or are feeling flat. Something that was hurting your mental wellness. For me, I knew something was off because I was really quick to anger. I wasn't sleeping through the night. And I was very easily overwhelmed and distracted. These seem like large markers to me of my own mental wellness, unwellness, but they can also be more subtle. Perhaps you're worrying about, uh, worrying about things that others aren't. You're withdrawing from activities that you would typically love. Or there are changes in your appetite, and you're getting angry at situations where others just don't seem overwhelmed. Terry Wardell shares in his book, Every Breath We Take, that the six core longings what the six core longings are and having these filled will lead us up to a better overall mental health and wellness. So the first is our safety and security. This is our desire to be physically and emotionally safe, to grow and to also make mistakes. My needs are also important to others. My safe space, I need to create a safe space to rest and reflect. What I need to hear to feel safe and secure is that my needs are important. You are safe here. You can be yourself. You can see how we would channel this in other people, but Jesus offers the ultimate security in him. The next is love. To be freely given attentiveness, kindness, and acceptance. Affection not based on our performances. I need to hear that I am loved just for who I am. I think of the love of a parent to a child. I love my daughters unconditionally. I love them with my whole heart. I love them in acceptance and kindness, but our Father loves us even more than that. He loves us more than we can even comprehend. Moving on to understanding, to be heard and to be understood in my own uniqueness to others, to know that someone can relate to what I am thinking and experiencing. We need to hear, I completely understand. I can relate to what you're going through. You are not alone. We also have the desire to belong, to have a safe, secure place of belonging in my family, in our community, and also our church. To be rooted, welcomed, and wanted. To be accepted just as I am. To hear things like, I, you have, have a place here. I've got your back. I long to feel belonging. When this is missing in my own personal life, I walk around with a chip on my shoulder that either leads me to negative thoughts about others, gossip, or alternatively, people-pleasing. When this happens, I need to refocus my energy in belonging to Jesus. Jesus already accepts my hardships, and he accepts me just the way I am. Purpose. Purpose is the core longing I struggle with most. I find myself overachieving to hear words of praise and encouragement when I should know that Jesus sees my unique gifts to be encouraged to grow in your giftedness, to be able to develop into your full potential. 
to feel like you are making a meaningful contribution. I see your unique gifts. You are doing a great job, and I recognize your potential. And last but not least, our greatest desire is significance. To hold a place of significance and uniqueness in this world. To feel like your opinions matter. To receive repeated messages that you are unique and special in this world. Things we long to hear. I see you. You matter to me. And you are valuable. Hearing these six core longings, we can see just how having these met would bring about healthy, positive relationships, leaning into Jesus, having patience to hear our core longings being met by him. When I am feeling my needs unmet, it distances me from the feelings of good that Jesus has brought in my life. I am plagued with distraction and also negativity. So to recap, our six core longings are safety and security, love, belonging, understanding, purpose, and significance. I have found through identifying what core longings are missing in my own life, I can refocus what the good that Jesus brings to my life. And through this, I can start to practice gratitude. So gratitude is the second way I've learned to focus more on Jesus and get rid of those negative thoughts. Practicing gratitude seems like a catchy phrase. I'm sure we've all heard the attitude of gratitude. Well, that's really difficult to do if you're having a really terrible time in your life. But when I quiet myself and listen to what core longings aren't being met, I can practically take the time to verbalize my needs to Jesus and patiently wait for his response. I can be good and I can see the good and start to feel what I should be thankful for. Practicing gratitude is something we talk a lot about in CR. Many of us on a Thursday have come with deep hurts and baggage, and it's hard at first to see and be grateful. Clearing out our cobwebs makes space for gratitude. What I am thankful for today, beginning the day with thanks, starting the day by reading Psalms 103. Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. There is no better way of remembering God's benefit than to claim them. Say them out loud. How has God been faithful to you? Thank God for the hard times in our lives. Instead of losing hope, thank God for what we are faithful for. Thank him for the security. Taking this time to thank him even on our hardest days helps our hearts turn away from ourselves and back towards the Lord. It means, though, it means that through the eyes of faith, we can look behind our present-day challenges. Being grateful for our circumstances is an act of faith in God. True gratitude is an expression of hope. 
Getting started gratitude is often the hardest part, especially when times are very difficult, when we are in the woods of life. I can remember a time where my life and my mental wellness was so splintered. Recently diagnosed with a mental illness of PTSD that I felt I had nothing to be thankful for. I, at the time, was working with the unhoused, seeing death, decay, addiction, and overdose at every turn. Asking God, why is there all this hurt in the world? I wasn't seeing hope. In all honesty, true vulnerability, all I was feeling was the enemy. It was a struggle. A pastor at the time would come to our Thursday afternoon chapel, and he would minister to the unhoused men and women in St. Catharines. He would sing loudly and proudly of God and good, and these men would join in, off-key, mostly singing to the wrong words, dancing around and having a great time. They could see good in God, and I couldn't. I started to take more notice to the small good things then that would lead me to seeing kindness. The negative chip on my shoulder began to lift, and I began to thank God for my two beautiful daughters, my loving husband, my warm bed, and the roof over my head. Without even knowing it, I was practicing gratitude on my own all the time, stopping to pause on a sunshining day and let the rays hit my skin and thanking God for his creation. So I'm going to share with you next an experience I was gifted through a course I attended through Thrive Ministries. It was the concept of a safe space. Some of you may have heard of a safe space, somewhere you can physically go that you feel safe. But we can create this safe space in Jesus. So this morning, I am going to introduce you to a prayer of the three R's, rest, receive, and respond. This is a simple prayer exercise that has deeply strengthened my relationship with Jesus. It has built my connection with him. I lead myself through this prayer when I am feeling lost or distant from the Lord. I also use this experience when I know I am going to face a really difficult day. Part of this prayer is to find your own personal safe space, finding a quiet place to be with the Lord. My safe space through this journey has been several places. In the picture behind me, <laughs> this is typically my safe space. This is on our family vacation. It is safe, it is happy. And it makes me feel close to God. But it is not always when I do this prayer that I am within the palms. Recently, I was um, asked or maybe forced to do a bit of lie work. And when I say lie work, I had to look deep within myself and look at what lies I have been telling myself, even from my childhood. One of the lies I told myself was the importance of beauty, that to be successful in life, I needed to look, act a certain way, wear certain clothing, buy certain makeup, and this would bring me success. Well, that's not what God wants for us. 
During my prayer in my safe space during this time, it was not sunny palm trees. I was sitting alone on a walkway, and the skies opened, and it started to rain. It rained over me. I was soaking wet. Jesus was speaking to me through this. He was washing me of the makeup and my fancy clothes, and he was telling me that he loves me just for who I am. He loves me just the way I am. As you can imagine, this was incredibly powerful for me. Together, I want us to share in this prayer exercise. This may be out of your comfort zone. I will admit, this was also out of my comfort zone, and I thought I will never be able to visualize Jesus like this. But if you let it work, it will work. I want, to cr- I want you to create your own safe space with the, R, with the Lord. The three R's stand for rest in God's presence, positioning yourself before the transforming presence of God, Receive God's love, connecting yourself with God's unconditional love, and respond to God's voice. So at this time, right now, I'm going to ask you to get comfortable. It is probably easiest for you to connect with God with your eyes closed and in tune yourself with the music that is being played. Position your posture and open it to Jesus. So I'll give you a moment to do that now. Rest. Breathe deeply. Deeply, slowly fill your lungs with air. Following my counting, breathing in one, two, three, and out one, two, three. Breathing in.
this place, you are free from burdens and any anxieties that you may be carrying. Relax your shoulders and open your posture to Jesus. Lift these anxieties and distractions away. Lift them to the Holy Spirit. If a distraction enters your mind, let it leave Feel, notice. 
anything in your imagination, your mind, your body, your senses. Let your distractions pass through as you remain centered on Jesus, the one who invites you near, welcoming you to remain in his love, rest there. Take a deep breath on my count. One, two, you are comfortable, you can start to open your eyes and refocus on what is around you, reflecting on your experience. When you get home today, journal a sentence or two about your experience. If you're headed to a family lunch, this is a perfect opportunity to share your safe space around your table. How Jesus spoke love into your life through this prayer. Where did he take you? Where was your safe space? We have this prayer laid out for you in our home church guide at the back. So you're welcome to take one home with you and practice the three R's. It's a fantastic way to recenter our focus on Jesus, especially during tough times. At this time, I'm going to encourage and ask the worship team to join me as I conclude. So, as Andrew loves a challenge, here is mine for you this week. I am going to ask you to sit with your core longings. What do you think, what do you think deeply about fractured relationships and your hurts? What core longings might be missing? If you are comfortable, start to look for gratitude. Even in the smallest things, we shouldn't take for granted. Have faith that our God can bring good, even in our hardships. And lastly, take time this week to journey back through the three R's. It's in our guide. You can take it home and practice this formational prayer. Lastly, if you are struggling with any hurts in your life, we would love for you to join us Thursday night at Celebrate Recovery. We start at 6.30 right here in the sanctuary. And in the midst of hurts and struggles, this is a ministry that understands. If you would like more information, you can find me in the foyer or send me an email or give me a call. And as we say in CR, thanks for listening.